This is exactly right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's 1943 in the Kingdom of Bulgaria. As the Second World War rages, King Boris dies suddenly and every nation is a suspect. The Butterfly King premieres March the 21st on Exactly Right. It's a cruel tale of a doomed royal dynasty. Somewhere, the truth is out there. Listen to The Butterfly King on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's start a punk band. Okay. Hey. What should the name of it be? Hard Kill. Um, okay. All right. All right, bye. <laughs> uh, welcome to My Favorite Murder. My name's Karen Kilgariff. That's Georgia Hardstart. Hi. We're here to talk about true crime, murders, and how it feels to be alive in late 2016. Georgia, what are your thoughts? Oh, let's fucking get into... No, I don't know. Do you really want to ask me that question, dude? Let's go to the phones. When you say late 2016, it makes me think that someday this will be like a time capsule. Someone in... Hold on. I feel like I'm talking with my mouth. You know that like... You are talking with your mouth. (laughs) The whole thing. No, I just ate a bite of something and I have that like weird... Chewed up food? Yeah. <laughs> that weird chewed up food that thing? That you get in your mouth when yeah. you eat things? Yeah. Um, I get that sometimes. <laughs> At dinner. <laughs> Breakfast sometimes. Sometimes. Lunch. I don't know. Snacks. <clears throat> Time capsule. Hello to 2050. I mean, seriously, everything that you do that gets put on the internet is permanent. Unless I remember the internet goes down that. and everything. I don't believe that. That's very true. Unless the grid goes down and I then think all of society ends. That's what I really think is... I. I actually don't feel that this is going to be a time capsule because it's all going to go down. There's a really great book that I won't remember. So is it called It's All Going to Go Down? <laughs> yeah, but I haven't written it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not based on anything scientific mm-hmm. or uh, not. it's not like you're a computer person no. or anything. It's just kind of like... They, they're going to do a count in 2050 and the word dude is going to appear 4,000 times in my book. Dude. Bro. <laughs> dude. So then... Um, I texted Georgia. Sorry, I went away for a second because I I had to remember this, but I don't know what you're going to say and I'm scared. I texted Georgia. No, it was just about something, but I, in the text, I called you dude. It was like something congratulatory and I was like, way to go, dude. And you wrote back, that's so dude. I know. I saw that later. I did. Did you do it on purpose? No. Okay. I couldn't figure out if you were being, it it felt like you were like, thanks. Like it was like you going, yeah, thanks a lot. No, what I meant to write actually was thanks, dude. But instead I wrote, that's dude. That's so dude. That's dude. And I didn't 
I didn't notice it till like hours <laughs> later. So I was like, well, I'm not going to bother her. It's like it was like nighttime on a Saturday. I'm like, I'm not going to bother her that now. So that's a dude. Like she's got to know what I mean a little bit. I looked at it. I was just like, she might be telling me to fuck off right now. Although there's really no reason to. Anyway, Please, I would never. If I'm telling you to fuck off, it's because I miswrote something. Mm. Oh, because like you typed in it because you were trying to write. Thanks, like, dude. Yeah. Ex- and if I put an exclamation mark, it's friendly. Oh, okay. If I put a period, it's not so friendly. If there's no punctuation, you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You to hell. <laughs> um, are we? Do we have uh, some corners? Oh, I have a correction visit? corner. Okay. Which I kind of love because it's. I think it's hilarious. But last week, in our very in a very special episode. Yeah. Uh, in the breakdown episode? In the breakdown when everything went wrong. When when the grid started to sizzle. Yep. And in the beginning. And now the, it's fully aflame. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in 2050, when it's completely down, <laughs> this won't matter. But uh, <laughs> I said that the moment I saw... What I meant was the moment on TV on Tuesday night when I saw Rachel Maddow's face fall, I was like, oh, we're fucked. Yes. But I said, instead I said Ann Maddox, which is a girlfriend <laughs> of mine who's like super sweet and awesome. <laughs> Someone you know in real life. Oh, totally. It's like a friend of mine who's a comedian. She's super funny. Like, she's great. But I was just like, and I saw Ann Maddow, Ann Maddow? Ma- Ann Maddox, and I, saw, I was just like, man, when I saw Ann Maddox's face. That's like, really well, funny. I seen her in a while so that's not what happened um uh, somebody actually tweeted to us and it was just the with the quotes around it of you saying when you kept saying don't marrow oh that's another correction that's i don't know if that's correction corner as much as it's like stroke corner it's um we should have stroke out corner because <laughs> it's it happens constantly and when you were doing it it sounded right to me that's, every time that you said scares it. me because a i wasn't drinking <laughs> you know that B, was your mistake <laughs> i can't function that was the problem i said I said become a I was meaning to say become a bone marrow donor (laughs) but twice in a row I I said don't marrow and I didn't I would have kept going if you hadn't said and you said don't marrow and I was like yeah I would I didn't even notice it's and those are the kind of things I feel like such a it makes me feel like an asshole but I know that people listening are like but that just happened like it would it drives me crazy when I when I listen to podcasts and something happens and then your brain explodes because nobody says anything about it or it feels like people don't notice I want to be called out on my shit all the time okay I want to be fucking imperfect and okay with it yes same here me too yeah I mean I think we're pretty good about that about being imperfect well, being imperfect and, and mentioning it. We are. I think we do it. We do it well. Well, because I trust you. I know that when you mention it to me, you're just, it's not because you're trying to like yeah. make me feel small. You you're just like, here's what's actually happening. Good personalities. I know. That's why the other day when you told me, you called me out on saying the word fucking all the time, I didn't, I know you didn't mean it like that. Oh, okay. I know uh, but, you didn't. If, if I did, like, but I, I no think, intention. You know intention. Okay, good. Very well. That's good. This is we're we're really building a bridge of love right now. We are. It feels. Great. I mean, we need it now. Now more than time ever. is now. I mean, twenty sixteen. Now more than ever. Now more than ever. <laughs> <clears throat> I have a. This is a this is a very official corrections corner oh. that I really like. Okay, and it's from Milo. I don't know if um, I'm assuming Milo is a man, uh, and it's. I love this. Okay, so it's misuse of the word psychotic. Oh, okay. Uh, hello, Karen and Georgia. I'm a big fan of my favorite murder, but one thing that I have noticed is a misuse slash abuse of the word psychotic. This is all me. 
Because I love my mom was a psychiatric nurse, right? So I use a lot of the terminology that she used to throw around, but yeah. she knew what it meant, and I don't. Well, when you say you, you say things psychopath, he was a, you know he was a psycho, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, it's in our vernacular. But I like I like hearing this. Me too. Saying. Okay, so ready? Mm-hmm. S- psychopathy, sociopathy sociopathy I don't know how you pronounce that one is different from psychosis people suffering from psychosis are actually less likely to commit violent crime than the general public and are actually Hmm. more likely to have violent crime committed against (gasps) them that's so interesting while there are those who have mood disorders or display psychotic behavior that do commit violent crime like Richard Chase or Vincent Lee who I don't know who that is and now must know yes L.I. the ways we judge them should be different than the ways we judge people who have more awareness for the crimes that they commit. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you for your awesome podcast, Milo. Thanks, Milo. Milo, first of all, I hope that this is true and that you are some kind of psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Milo, you are such a psychopath for sending that. No, um, you know that you're qualified in some way that you're telling us this from a place of education. I mean, look at we'll it just on take Wikipedia. It. It's, I'm sure it's correct. I guess we'll have to double check it. I like I like hearing that. Remember when? Remember when? Like it was like 25 percent of people are psychopaths, <laughs> sociopaths, and then you're like corrections quarter. Yeah, it's only one quarter. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I get intimidated by numbers. They're scary, but I love psychological terminology. Also, there was somebody that wrote to us that that um, uh, was offended by. By something? S- there was by a, something they were offended by something they were offended by something but it was a thing where yeah. uh it was it was almost just like a little um it's a note to be careful of how we are judgmental when people have uh mental illness i was just gonna say that because we just read a um a hometown story where they said that someone be, someone was found out that they were bipolar and i immediately didn't want to say what they were because because that's not an indication that you're going to be a murderer or that oh, yes, you're mentally sure. ill. Well, you are mentally ill, but that you're, you know, dangerous or Yeah, criminal. it just doesn't need the stigma. Yeah, I know people who are bipolar and they're very awesome people. Right. And I don't, I hate, unless it's something extreme and, and clear, I don't want to t- say that that person is has this mental illness. Yeah. And, and I think us being conversational and reading stories, and especially when we're talking about killers or serial killers, we can be, we can play it very fast and loose with judgments about them because we feel like, well, they're clearly a villain. Right. But the point that this person was making was a little bit more like, you know, just not everybody that has a mental disorder is a killer and that makes people if you hear the thing that you have but but it's as Ugh. if like that's everybody we totally. never want to make anybody feel like that no quite the opposite especially actually. with mental with mental illness and disorders which we're very big on like fucking everyone has them and some people treat them and some don't and you shouldn't be scared to treat them because you found out that a fucking serial killer has it i don't want to yeah or like it's just on this podcast we're we're not judging you no and that's not what we try are trying to do, and we'll try to be careful about yeah, it. Yeah, we're judging murderers. Uh, yeah, we get to pick and choose, so we judge, and yeah. we'll adjust it weekly based on how much feedback yeah. we get on Twitter. Just always know 
we're good people. <laughs> we're the best people. Yep. O- always give us the benefit of the doubt, even if we're being insanely yeah, offensive. You're, you're probably wrong, not us. <laughs> I just want to um, clear that up. Such an official corrections corner oh, this week. So good. So and Maddox, good. shout out, shout out. And Maddox, you're doing such a great job helping us through our political times. Um, what else? Oh, shirt. There's new shirts up. Oh, yeah, I love that new shirt. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Fuck politeness? Fuck politeness. And then it says murderino underneath it? It says my favorite murder underneath it. Oh, my favorite murder. It just looks like, kind of looks like the murderino design shirt. It's cool. So, myfavoritemurdershirts.com. Today, in a fit of fucking rage and anarchy, I posted (laughs) fuck politeness shirt that Kat Solon. You know what's so funny is last week on Tuesday I was gonna I had like made it and I was gonna post the new fuck politeness shirt and she had given me two designs and so I was like you know what I'm gonna save it for tomorrow for Wednesday after the election and I'm gonna say to everyone like now comes the real vote which style do you like better because I thought you know yeah I thought you thought you'd have some fun with it yeah like now that that's out of the way and everything is great and fine yeah Here's the real important election. What do you elect for my, for, so it hasn't happened? And then today I got really angry and I've been listening to Dead Kennedys. And so I posted, I just posted it. I picked yeah, one. It's very cool. Thank you. And we're going to give a percentage. We don't, we're still figuring out donations, but ACLU is going to get a big fucking fat check from us based on these shirts. So buy one. So fuck politeness and buy one, please. But, um, fuck There's politeness. And tank, and tank tops and mugs too. Oh, cool. We um we were talking about this earlier. Fuck politeness, but also in these very difficult times, uh, be careful of the people around you. Be sensitive, and try to connect on a human level in a way that you normally don't. Maybe I think it's super important that people around you understand that you uh, care about them. Yeah. And if you are the kind of person who doesn't care about people, do your thing. But I just want to underline that fuck politeness in our world means don't sacrifice yourself on the altar of politeness because that could be dangerous for you. But it also, it does not mean fuck the people around you in general, uh, especially now, especially now, now's the time to be, uh, even more kind of caring and connected, um, just don't like let people follow you to your car and shit. It's yeah. a we're talking safety versus, you know, when you're talking to the person at Starbucks, be nicer than yeah. you normally would be yeah. because everyone's freaked out. But if you're being intimidated and you're scared of something, you know, it's a kind of a trust your gut type of type of saying. Yeah. You guys and, know what we're talking about, yeah. but, but I then just felt like also, I should underline it. There's the Mr. Rogers quote of, you know, how his mom always said, look for the helpers in any bad situation. Look for the helpers. Well, how about let's be helpers. Be helpers. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So right. right now, I think the most important thing we can do is freak the fuck out. Hide under. Oh, no. Um, no, 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 no. Take all your money out. Of, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. Head uh, to Switzerland. Now, <laughs> Speaking of being helpers, this is my favorite thing that's happened to me in a while. Okay. Um, so I'm no brag in the Writers Guild of America. Look. Wait, I've what? Been, I've been waiting to lord this over you for a while. This whole time I've been talking to a Writers Guild member? <laughs> so in the Writers Guild, they have this thing where... No, I do think it's really cool, though, by the way. I just want to say that. That I'm in the Writers yeah, Guild. Yeah, I mean, in the Writers Guild is a fucking cool thing. Oh, thanks. Yeah. No, I'm glad I mentioned it. Um <laughs> No, but they they do this thing where normally in every other like entertainment union they send you a thing that says, "Oh, you now the your yearly dues are 160 or whatever." But 
because it's writers and most of us are freelance, they base your dues on based on how much money you made that year, which is or per quarter, Mm -hmm. which is based on it's so impossible. The second I start thinking about it, I shut down and like go and sit in front of the TV like in in protest. You big old. I can't. I can't. It's like math. It's all the things I hate. I get overwhelmed. Yes. Um, so I have been in arrears and my dues at the WGA. Been in what? In arrears. Yeah, you texted me that today and I don't know what that means. Oh, it just means you haven't paid your dues. That's a cool And you word. can't, if you do it long enough, they suspend your, um, your membership and then you can't work. So that's it's how I, I can't, I, my sparklets membership is, <laughs> I'm overdue on that. That's why you saw all those empty bottles when you walked up my staircase. Be very careful. You don't want to get into arrears with the sparklets guy. I'm in arrears with sparklets. He will kick you in the arrears. <laughs> so such a dad joke. That was amazing. I love dad jokes. <laughs> so, um, of, I have a lot of these things in my life right now, but one of them is, is this, d- the dues that I don't know how to figure out how much I need to send. And I won't take the time like everybody else does to sit down and do it because I think I'm better than other people I and mean, special. Aren't you? A little bit. <clears throat> um, no. So it's a thing that's hanging over my head. I get a letter today and I'm like, you have to open this. You have to face this. So I read the letter and the letter tells me exactly how much I owe. Oh my God. And I'm like, oh, f- oh, this is the letter. This is what I need. This is exactly it. And I read the rest of the letter and it's like, please send it in in a timely fashion. It's just a for- it looks like a form letter, yeah. except for it has my amount in it. Yeah. And the sign off is stay sexy, don't get murdered. Fuck. Yeah. So my friend at the WGA, uh, who works in the dues department <laughs> and who sends out these letters all the time. Your new bestie. My new bestie helped me in a way that she will never know how much. What if it she's actually me. just been using that sign off for decades? <laughs> and she's going to sue us. And this first time it actually hit someone who was who wasn't like, what the fuck? Finally someone could appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. It was I you'll never know how much that it, helped it's, me. It's such a little wink to you. It's a it's such a compliment. I know. But then also, it's like a person was like, I'll take care of that. This shit, this podcast, man. I mean, she's not paying my dues. No. <laughs> Let's be. But, but that's the real favor. I'm she should. For. I mean, <laughs> you're welcome. Thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, this podcast, and I, I think la- after last week's episode, that I, I feel really good about yeah. the post election episode. Uh, and all of our friends. And all of our friends who have yeah. been like, I needed that and I think we I think we did what we were supposed to do which wasn't like a fucking overtly crazy political podcast but a like here's the here's the general mood we're in and here's what we can do which was awesome it just made me flash on though our reviews for the sugar-free gummy bears yeah and then for the banana slicer <laughs> oh, it, it was well, amazing now people are posting other reviews yeah and i read the one uh i don't have the name but it's for the vitamin d milk no i haven't um, seen it and it is it's called like something farms vitamin d milk and they've they've posted it on the facebook page but it's you can find it it's amazon reviews <laughs> it's the funniest fucking just like thing. A, it's, an, it's like a jug of milk right it's a jug of milk but people are writing it like, have you guys poured this over dry cereal? It's awesome. I mean, you have to read it. It's, some of them are really short. One lady wrote this big, long story. It's the funniest I thing. I feel like I feel like what happened last week was what was supposed to happen. And For sure. I'm really happy with it. And people have been so fucking kind and cool. I know not on your Twitter, probably, or our Twitter. Well, Twitter's different. We know. It's a big garbage can. 
<laughs> of human waste. <laughs> of human waste. But on Instagram and everywhere else. People, I mean, this, that's the thing about this fucking podcast is like, oh, it makes me want to cry. I might cry. Go ahead. This is me crying. It's cry no right to your mic. <laughs> You're going to do a dry cry? That's basically what I do because I'm dead inside. But Good. if that's I weren't, uh-huh. I'd be alive from murderinos. <laughs> oh, and also over the weekend, I went to Vince's. Uh, we went to this like charity event, and they had these like free um, bracelets where you can you you pick a word and they and they stamp it into this metal, and it's like your word of. In- they said to me like, "What's your word of intention that every day you want to look at? You know, like breathe or like, you know, it's like one of those like dream. I intend to breathe today. Yeah, like no, I will. You know, those like rocks that you get at like fucking Bed Bath and. <laughs> Beyond, yes. say like dream, love, build, be happy, whatever the fuck. You it sounded do- just it just now. It just sounded a little bit like you said dream, blood. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I got. With it. No, I I was like, okay, uh, can I get? SSDGM. <laughs> so I have a, I have one of these that says stay sexy, don't get murdered initial, right? And I want to give it to someone at the Chicago Podcast Festival, right? I need to give sure. it to someone. Yeah, just you mean throw pick it. someone? Yeah. You could throw it. You could pick someone. You could slip into their pocket and that you they never <gasps> see. That's fun. That's a fun way, right? I just want to, and I know it's such a fucking trivial, stupid thing, but I just think it's fucking hilarious that she was like, okay, and like wrote it down and like Sometimes, didn't know what it was. Well, and it kind of seems like it's shorthand for some kind of sadomasochistic oh, sexual situation, doesn't it? Yeah. SSBD. BDL. I have this, Um, I got my, this is, we can cut this because this is boring, but I'm still going to say it. I had my... um Goodbye, skippers. <laughs> goodbye. I had my DNA tested on um 23andMe, oh. which is like this crazy thing that you get your DNA tested. It tells you where you're from, what percentage, and it also tells you what, um, what DNA abnormalities you have. Uh-oh. And the one I have, the initials basically look like motherfucker. Really? It, it's empty... Uh, uh, HFR or some shit <laughs> and it just looks like motherfucker and it just means you're gonna die in a year it really basically <laughs> means that abnormality you're <laughs> really fucked like you can't you motherfucker fucker. it's totally you're fucked that's hilarious yeah. you should have had that on a bracelet <laughs> it's me the one with M-T-H-F-K-R. Well, it's like when you what's the like do not resuscitate bracelet <laughs> yeah <laughs> Motherfucker, do not resuscitate just me. Just don't. Just leave it. It just says, I'm good. I'm <laughs> <laughs> my do not resuscitate. You know what? If I'm down here, leave me here. Yeah. My donor sticker on my license just says, just take it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even care if I'm unconscious or not. You know what? You can have it. Yeah, someone I else don't, needs I it more need than it. I do. I don't need this liver. Like, I really just sit around all day. So just fucking take. Give it to take someone. It. Just take Just it. give it to someone with a degree in something important. Someone who's really trying. Should we talk about what the podcast is about? Like, should we talk about the thing that the podcast is for? Like the meat of the podcast, yeah. what the, I like to call the What the past half hour just didn't talk about? I mean, look, here's the thing. We're going to get it so that we no longer talk about murders on this <laughs> podcast. Clearly, that's what's coming, is it's going to turn into an Amazon review podcast. <laughs> Entirely, it needs to happen. Oh my god, spin off, <laughs> dude! Uh, I like. Why isn't that a thing though? Um, it can be. Every episode, you find the best reviews. There was somebody else pa- posted one for something about wet wipes, and I was like, I can't do this right now. Like, I can't start reading about shit yeah. this early in the morning. Literal but shit. I will eventually. The bic, the bic for her pen. Later, I saw one that says. 
it doesn't do math. <laughs> it won't do math. <laughs> and she just wrote about how it, once you got into like complicated equations, it just yeah. stopped working when you're a woman and you're using it. Do you remember, I thought of this this morning when I was seeing all those other reviews. The One of the original review, ridiculous review site things was the Three Wolf Moon shirt. Oh, do you remember that? Yes. It's from a really long time ago. Yes. But that's one people should look up because... Oh it's my just, god! They get, it gave them powers of this and that. Yes. Oh, those were great. I, you're right. I totally forgot about that. Three Wolf Moon uh, Amazon review. I believe it's Amazon. It's something was on. And then is the Ridge. That's the OG. That is the legit Ridge. Georgia, is there anything scarier than trying to log into an account? And it tells you that your password is incorrect. And then you try again and it's the same thing. And after a few more failed attempts, big red letters appear saying you've been locked out and your account is suspended. That happens to me all the time, Karen. But scary password stories can have happy endings if you give 1Password a try. 1Password is a user-friendly password management system. It's trusted by consumers, families, small businesses, and large-scale enterprises. If you're tired of being the family member everyone texts for a streaming login or the unofficial keeper of all those shared work credentials, it's time for you to pass the torch to 1Password. They allow for secure login sharing. With 1Password, you can securely store more than just passwords, autofill everything from usernames to payment details and personal info. They'll also notify you about potential data breaches. 1Password saves everyone time. And in many cases, that save time equals money saved. The accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. I mean, you should, but don't just do that. The Associated Press uses 1Password to secure their sensitive information in high-risk areas. Right now, our listeners can get a two-week free trial at onepasswordcom MFM. That's two free weeks at one, as in the number one, password.com slash mfm onepassword.com slash mfm goodbye hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. All right, can I just do my murder? <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. No, I, go. Why do you want skippers? <laughs> Keep skipping. <laughs> just don't come back. Skip all the way no, over. No, I really like my murder. Purpose. So, so okay, get come back through it. No, okay. <laughs> this will be great. Well, this will be, I'll just skim this. I'll Karen. throw out some concepts. Um, no, this was, it, the, here's, here's the long and short of it. I am doing the hometown murder that William sent in that I balked on because I thought that was so unfair of me that someone, I would have been so livid if I was listening to this podcast, gave a shit about it, heard my name. They started to do it and they were just like, no, I'm and not then, doing it. And then they were like, Throwing children. Nope. Bye. Yeah. So I want to know. So, William, first of all, my many and thorough apologies <laughs> for jerking you around. Um, but the thing is that once you get into it, it's not like anything saves it. It's not like it gets yeah. better. Um, it doesn't have a different ending or like there's not <laughs> cool facts. So wait, you were correct. I was correct, I'm, but I'm I'm going to power through it. Good for you. Um, Sounds like life <laughs> right yeah. you just gotta buckle down you're correct but you just gotta fucking you just gotta 
You just got to say the hideous facts. And the hideous facts are this, that um, basically uh, this, this, the, it took place on August 4th of 1978. So you set the tone. We're in Salt Lake City. It's 1978. So you got, you got a lot of brown. You got a lot of corduroy, <laughs> a lot of blondes, actually. Do you probably. think there are a lot of sideburns or no? I think there are plenty of sideburns. Good. I think there's blonde hair with brown sideburns, which oh. is a thing that only happened back then and Creepy. doesn't happen anymore. Good. Um, remember Stephen? Stephen was there. He knows. <laughs> Stephen and Elvis were. <laughs> Traveling band. Um, so there was now, as many people know, but Salt Lake City is a predominantly Mormon. I mean, the whole state is very Mormon. Um, Salt Lake City more so. And um, there was a man who I, I where is his name? God damn it! I did it again. <laughs> you do this um, to yours. You, you don't put it in order. I know. I. It's just, I have to cut and paste just so, so yeah. it tells me the story. Oh, if I if I read what I cut and paste initially, it would be fucking, this, it, would, it be, would be a psychopath. I mean. Reading it. Or a sociopath. Yeah. Or. Or just someone who's having a bad day. Or any other thing that's not offensive. Um, uh, this man is named Bruce Longo, and he has been excommunicated from the... Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints because he's too rock and roll. If you're too rock and roll for the fucking Church of Latter-day Saints. If your ideas are too big yeah. and bold and you get excommunicated, something's going on. Because those are people that like, they like a group. They like, they like their religion. They want people in it. Big and bold is their saying i don't know what's their saying um yeah i think it's big and bold in, <laughs> big and bold <laughs> and red all over big and bold in a couple tablets that's us the lds um <laughs> i can't wait to see that meme <laughs> so bruce longo um he got excommunicated and so uh he started his own uh cult essentially that's what you do when you get kicked out of a thing yes that's right you splinter off you start your own you grow a ponytail <laughs> you gain 200 pounds and you fucking act like the cult leader that you are um he also changed his name to uh emmanuel david um which is a thoroughly religious sounding yeah, name it is and um the I can never find a name of the cult that he started, but, but what it was, was everybody in the cult had the last name David. So that's, it was like, they didn't put together, you know, 25 Davids or any kind of like catchy. The 25 Davids. The 25 Davids. <laughs> that's we, our band name. The twi- There it is. That's our punk band name. Punk Brock. Um, 25 Davids. But, uh, but basically he got, it was mostly his family members and, um, a couple friends and they got into it. And he apparently was, uh, like all cult leaders, he's charismatic. He's very engaging. He has a ponytail. He has a ponytail. He's kind of large and he gives people a reason. Yeah. You know, he's like a guide. How great um, would that be to have that, to believe in a thing? Right now? If I could meet a 300-pound man with a ponytail that told me what was what, <laughs> goodbye. I would quit this podcast. I would fucking walk on you both. I'm trying so hard <laughs> just to let you finish because I just want you to keep going. you knew I was just like, I was like please, didn't I'm even know gonna, what I was going to say. I will not interrupt this. <laughs> you uh, have to finish the sentence email now. Email at Karen at... Uh, no. 
I'm also, uh, I like a bigger man. Don't oh. worry. Don't worry that I'm being sarcastic right no, now. No, for sure. Ponytail, no fucking way. No, gross. What are you doing? What are you gonna iguana, dude? Stop no. Stop it, dude. Ew. Um, <laughs> did you say are you an iguana, dude? Are you an iguana, dude? You know the guys who hang out at coffee shops in the '90s with an iguana on an their shoulder? Like, what the fuck? You're an yes. iguana, dude. Yes. Okay, got him. Yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. Um. All right. So, essentially, he. Uh, they would travel all around. They were kind of nomadic, and they would live in hotels, and they would. Um, stay in these hotels and then when they would go to leave like a couple months later they would just skip out on the bill and before credit cards existed I think yeah and that must have been it yeah 78 I think there were credit cards this was back when women weren't allowed to have their own credit cards shut your fucking face yeah I swear to god I remember when my mom had credit cards and when she'd go to a place they had to look her name up in a fucking like yellow pages book oh like visa oh there's your name to make sure it's legit just to like charge it Maybe it was I'm, so different back then. Maybe I'm misremembering. Are it? you thinking of the phone book? <laughs> <laughs> they would look in a phone book. <laughs> then they'd call her and be like, is this your credit card? This is like two She'd weeks ago, like, yeah. so I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go on. I'm sorry. Um, so, you know, among the things that this group did um, was they made a large sword for him. Emmanuel David They made a large sword You acted so casual About that (laughs) Among the things Is that they prayed To you know The different god Nope No They made a big sword Got it And um, He Believed He was declaring now That he was God He thought he was God Jesus Christ And the Holy Spirit All in one Hey red flag (laughs) You can be one Maybe two you it's can't like a be breakfast everything. burrito. He's just like, I'm breakfast, <laughs> my burrito. Throw it in there. On them everything. Hey, know. how about some sour cream? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so with his sword, he promised to lop off the heads of thousands. Ugh. So we're not, this isn't a positive cult. <laughs> this isn't like Sephora. <laughs> this is bad news. <laughs> he didn't give free samples. No, not at all. He didn't call you muffin when you oh, went in there. I love mm-hmm. it. That's a true story. It happened to me one time. Okay, so so the police and the Mormon church were keeping an eye on Emmanuel David and his group because um, he would show up uh, with his followers at Temple Square in Salt Lake City. And uh, they wouldn't be violent. There would never be arrests. But he, you know, he was there to, like, tell everybody that he was the real deal. He was a presence. Yeah. And, of course, he probably brought that sword. Um <laughs> And then he, what he would do is he would separate the men in the group from their wives and children, send them off to different cities, um, give them some kind of a task. Like you, you know, you have to go off and preach in Nebraska or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, then he would keep all the women and children around him. Cult leaders love that. Mm. That's their big thing is like, I'm everybody's daddy. Mm -hmm. Um, So from 75 to 76 uh he lived at the red lion inn in missoula montana um while his his followers were working elsewhere working Mm -hmm. quotes air quotes um but then he had a vision he decided that um the followers he had sent away were actually archangels Mm -hmm. and um he renamed them michael Raphael, and gabriel Mm. um and well then he he told them that he believed the federal government was about to collapse and well was he wrong i mean 
he was early that's all um (laughs) (laughs) and he promised that he was going to save the republic and become its new leader hey um hey so he told them to sell now this is funny because i didn't set this up (laughs) because i'm reading from the middle of the page he told them to sell their karate studio (laughs) wait what i forgot i skipped a paragraph and now i've I've misled everybody he did the thing that every cult leader does and every religious he says sell your karate studio they always try to get you away from your karate studio i'm sorry chip chop karate <laughs> studio will not be sold <laughs> you've got to stand by that karate studio chip chop chip chop <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my head. and you did karate hands while you said I that i did fucking chip chop chip and a chop um Steven is basically flabby. steven's on the ground um <laughs> So essentially, he was basically saying, you have to dedicate your life to me. You have these other, you have, there, you have real jobs. You're kind of still trying to hold it down in normal yeah. society. Yeah. Break ties and give me the money. Go to work in other cities and later days, latter days. <laughs> Come on. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but that was pretty. I first said that later days, though, but then I was like, latter days. That's right. right. Later days, latter days. I see. And then you put them together. Do you see that? And But first you held your finger up like you had a great secret to tell me. Because <laughs> I couldn't listen anymore until I said that. Oh, no. I can't listen. Um, on, no, it was good. Um, look, okay. I'm. This is just all... It, a year later, he gets the archangels to come back, and he says that he has found the tablets that the Mormon Church founder Joseph Smith claimed to have found and read. That's oh, Joseph you Smith happen upon them. Um, well, he says he found them. So once they get back to Salt Lake, he doesn't have tablets. But when they all meet together, he says, "I am the tablets." Aye. Now we're. Right now we're into the bad. Imagine the feeling in your stomach. You're one of those archangels. Like you're in it. You're you're loving it. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, dude, you're what? You're not tablets. That's not a thing. This isn't good. You just like you cross the line of things I can believe. Yes, but not. But once you're in, you're in, and you have to kind of keep on playing along because you've already grown out your matching ponytail or whatever they had to do. (laughs) I can't find any information about this GD cult. You're just like, well, I did this thing, and I I thought this was correct, and so I have to keep going with it. Otherwise, yes, exactly. Well, and a lot of them were his family members, so they were like, we love him, and he, we believe in all his promises they said he's not a bad guy he's not it's just his ponytail is bad (laughs) so all right here's the long and the short of it is the government is investigating this guy because they keep these uh he is being investigated for wire fraud and um other frauds assorted frauds (laughs) (laughs) it's like a seized candy box of fraud He's dark chocolate with almonds with no caramel. Oh, gross. And you bite no into it and you're like, that why fraud? is this happening? This is the grossest fraud I could have gotten. Gr- grossest. Where's the Bardot bar? What's the one you can't have of the C's candy box? Um, I don't like that one, but I also... Oh, the nougat. You don't like nougat? The white nougat with the nut. Oh. With the chewing? With the, the chewing and the, mean, and the eating? Yes, I hate it. No, for real though. It is chew- it's too much chewing. It's a lot of chewing. Nougat. Uh, Fuck yourself, nougat. In, I disagree. I'm as new as nougat's that compatriot. I'm gonna say you go one. fuck yourself. <laughs> yes or no? Yes. Oh, okay. We're opposite. We no, should split. We are candy not boxes. opposite. We are made for each other. We're made for each other, honey. Except for I can't eat sugar anymore. <laughs> um, okay. One fact of 
so in in all of the ways he's bro- broken the law, in all of the mint patty ways, and all of the molasses chip ways, he's done it all. Uh-huh. And so what he does, he, and so he, they've been living in the International Dunes Hotel in Salt Lake City for a year. This is a ninety dollar a day hotel. They are living in a suite. It's um, him and his wife, uh, Rebecca. Yes or no? When you Sorry, were a Rachel. kid, that, that would have sounded amazing, right? Living in a hotel? Yes. I get to live in a hotel? It still sounds amazing. That's my Does favorite. It? Oh, yes. I've been in hotels too many times and I just, they make me sad. They make me so happy. I do love hotel. <laughs> I run into the bathroom immediately because I want to see the bathroom set up. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like because you had to use it. <laughs> I just run in there. I have to pee from excitement. No, no, no I guess you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're well, right. here my thing is they're qu- usually very quiet. Yeah, and the beds are cushy, and you can just get into them and watch TV. That sounds and like my house. Excuse, I know, but when I do that at my house, which I do a lot, I always feel bad. Uh, oh, in I a see. hotel, okay. it's like oh, it's, it's one gone. request a room that's not by the elevators. There's a oh, travel tip. Good tip. Come on, sorry. No, no. Um, so they've been, so they've been, uh, living in this big hotel, um, in Salt Lake City, the whole family. So, um, he has, uh, Emmanuel has a wife named Rachel and, and they have six children. Um, Rebecca, who's five, David, who's six, Joseph, who's eight, Deborah, who's nine, Josh, Joshasha, <laughs> Joshaha. Who's 10? And Josiah? Rachel. Nah, it's J-O-S-H-A-H-A. Like, Joe's Haha. Aren't those names from a V.C. Andrews book? Some book. It's a book that they're from. <sighs> kind of. It's a book that they're from. It's V.C. Andrews. Uh, Rachel, who's 14, is the oldest. And then Elizabeth, um, who is 13. So, uh, they're all living in this hotel. The government's circling. And so Emmanuel borrows his truck from uh, one of the people whose last name is also David. He drives up to a canyon and commits suicide by putting a hose from the exhaust pipe into the truck cab. What a fucking dick. You know? I mean, it is quite selfish because this family that he has, every by all reports of the people that worked at this hotel and people that were anywhere around this family um they completely depended on him they were like and they were also a loner family so they aside from the rest of the cult which was also their mostly their family they didn't talk to people they didn't interact and the people that worked in this hotel said that the children were very quiet they didn't speak unless their father said they could speak and they didn't use the pool they didn't like they were not loud they didn't giggle and they didn't go to school they were taught in the hotel room by the parents so they didn't go to the Caribbean and get their groove back I bet nope this is there's gonna be no grooves getting getting gotten back by the end of this (laughs) quite the opposite so he kills himself because basically it's like the jig is up and you can't just I'm sorry you just can't stay at hotels and then leave would he have been fine if he had paid the bill no because there was other fraud it's just that um, the articles I was on murderpedia for the most part on this yeah and everything is pretty vague and it sounds like it's like it's like he he was kind of a problem 
uh, guy but he in left a Salt trail. Lake City. But he left this trail and it was basically like, here's how we can get him. Okay. So it was just unpaid bills and wire fraud. Al Capone. Getting him on tax evasion. That's that right. Kind of okay. Um, and also I think he he really was ripping these people off when they would join his cult. He was like, you know, it's like sell your karate studio, give me the money and you go to Missoula, Montana right. to spread the word. So they're trying to chip get chop, get him. <laughs> it's the old chip chop. Uh, all right. So when uh, Rachel finds out that her husband kills himself, uh, she tells the cops well, we don't have any money. I don't have money to pay for the funeral. Um, they realize something's terribly wrong. Um, and three days later, on the morning of August 4th, um, she they were staying at the suite on the 11th floor of the International Dunes Hotel. And she walked her children out onto the patio um, and either threw or pushed all of her children off of the 11th floor of Ugh, this hotel. No. So... There were people standing on the street below and screaming at her. So they, so one kid hits and they're like, Uh, oh my God. And they think at first they think it's like an accident and then it's six children. So it just keeps happening and they're scream. They're all screaming at her and uh, I mean, I, that part fucking cry. Yeah. This is why I didn't want to read it before, but I mean, it's that kind of, all I can think of is those people who are, you know, there's pedestrians, there's, um, there were guys that were like maintenance guys that were fixing the road or something, um, who there's a truck driver, um, PTS fucking D. Oh yeah. That's so traumatic. Yeah. And, but, and they, she's throwing off the little Uh. kids and the older ones are doing it voluntarily. So it is like a horror movie. Oh my God. And then at the end they all start yelling for her to jump off. Like they go through so much seeing this and witnessing it and freaking out that they get really angry. They can't feel good about that too. You know, like they have PTSD, but they also have to live with that. And they, and that's not who most of us think we are, but I understand why at that point you're like, fuck you. Because they're also down where the kids are hitting and they can't do anything. Yes. They're completely powerless. It's horrifying. Yeah. Um, and the thing was they didn't have to even yell that because that was her plan anyway. And then she jumped off. Jesus Christ. All of her children, um, died except for one. And it was Elizabeth who was 13. Um, and she had severe brain injury and she was in a hospital. They thought she wasn't going to live. Um, but then she did and she, uh, got better, you know, enough. They put her in a foster home. And then when she turned 18, um, she went back and lived with her uncle who was still in the cult. So the Davids were still an existing religious group. Jesus. And she lives with them now, still believes that her father is going to come back from the dead. She still believes her father is God and believes that everything that happened was exactly what would have happened and says it's what they all wanted. Let's go break her out right now. She wants to be there. Now let's set her free. She wins. No, I know. I know. I just am trying to have a... It's, I, it's a solution that won't work. That's awful. But you're just trying to do something, and I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's such a horrible story. So It's a terrible story. It's terrible. Um, the craziest thing is now, they changed the name to the Shiloh Inn. The hotel oh, the is hotel. still there. <gasps> 
you can go when, there when we do a live show in utah guess where we're staying not there <laughs> not fucking there people there are oh. people that go there and stay on the 11th floor intentionally oh my god and there have been reports um of uh hearing laughter <gasps> coming from the first floor pool area when no one's around but we know they weren't they'd never swam right but still maybe it's the idea of they get to have fun now mm. Um, They're good ghosts. As well as a pinball machine in the game room that spontaneously turns on and starts playing. Don't they do that, though? Uh, to show yeah. you how to play, like, oh, you, you That's know. That's right. They go they into, like, it. demo mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I but don't it, believe in ghosts. But it's really. ghosts. <laughs> um, but it's actually ghosts this time. But it's ghosts. This one time. This one time. Um, and, uh, yeah, people just hear voices, and they. a lot of people think that this place is haunted. What I think is pretty interesting is um danny elfman uh has always been a frequent visitor of this hotel danny elfman Mm -hmm. um it's he first started going in 1984 he's from oingo boingo right yep he was touring with oingo boingo and he heard the story and stayed on the 11th floor he always stays on the 11th floor what he he wrote dead man's party um inspired inspired by that hotel they have a great old movie if you can find it called the forbidden zone made by oingo boingo in the 80s Mm -hmm. that's creepy and fucked up and i wonder if maybe it's connected or inspired by sure um also it's believed that he was so fond of his young friends oh because he had ghost experiences when he was staying there dude so that's it like he would go there intentionally i trust a fucking elfman you trust elfman i mean he wrote the simpsons theme yeah come on yeah um he would go to stay there and um, he stayed there while he composed the music and lyrics for the Nightmare Before Christmas. Fuck. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) You just dropped your paper. I dropped it as if to say at least there was one good thing in that story. That? Yeah. Mm. There's that. So William... We, we owe this all to William. This was his this was his hometown murder originally. And it, it got kicked all the way up to full a full grown. Too bad William stopped listening and fucking oh. went on a murder spree when he when you didn't finish. His he story. was so angry. He was so mad at me. He was so pissed. Um, all thanks, right. Thanks, William. That was amazing. Well, so originally I was going to, and I, and I studied for it all day. I was going to do Harvey Milk. Oh, I know. And I knew you'd make that noise. Uh huh. And so I didn't do it. I will do it someday. And if everyone needs to know about it, you should go look at it. But there's a great documentary. I think it's called The Life and Times of Harvey Milk offhand. Uh, and the reason I love it so much is because it's, it's tons and tons of footage of San Francisco in the 70s. Totally. So it's like, it's like I'm watching my own distant childhood memories. It's so crazy. Do you know that, that fucking Jonestown or, uh, the Jim People's Jones? Temple, like, uh, passed out pamphlets for them and, and supported them? It's pretty sweet. In it was, support of Harvey Milk? It's Harvey Milk and Moscone, yeah. Yeah, because the People's Temple started as like this. Very liberal. It it was liberal and it was like trying to help like oppressed, low income people get together. Totally. Yeah. Um, So I'm not. So halfway through, I was like, what would Karen say? And then I was like, I'm not doing this. Uh, No, no, no. It's good. I'm glad I'm not because I because I 
because I was looking and I was like, what do I do instead? And then I found one that I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, and I'm really excited because I found some more information about it that uh, I'm excited about. All right. Karen. Yes. Let's go back to Chicago. Okay. Which we're going to next week. Yay. In 1982, mm. metrop- me- uh, metropolitan area. Which is such an 80s term, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know why. Metropolitan makes That's me think of the 80s. That's where the buildings are all staggered. Yeah. Tall, short, tall, short, tall, short. And it's like it, it expands upon it, whatever the fuck. Um, this is the time before tamper-proof seals and pills were sold with just a cotton ball tucked underneath the lid. So you went and bought aspirin or whatever the fuck and you just opened it and maybe it had been opened before and maybe it hadn't. There was no child-proofing on no. as you opened it? And there was no silver foil. None. Um, it you could open it and then do whatever you wanted and close it back up. Hey, if guess you were what? a baby, if you were old, you just babies could open it. <sighs> yeah, it, it, this is this is the this is eighty two. So it's before there were like a child. Uh, one of the things where they can't open the drawers and stuff. You have to childproof your home when you're a baby. Yeah. Yeah, this is before that. Yeah, when, when the '80s were like, just eat it all. That this was when they used to sell uh, baby knives. Remember that? Where there was just like your, you could get your baby a really cute knife that it could just hold. <clears throat> yes, I remember that. I still have mine. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, it's with your initials cute. on it and two ducks. Oh, oh my god, that is the cutest baby oh, knife. Goodness. I have to say, my mom saved it. One of my diaper pins. Oh yeah, you had. You had safety pins. Safety pins on diapers, cloth diapers yeah. and safety pins. Gross and, and dangerous. Things, the safety pin itself was humongous yeah. and so sharp. And okay. cute. So the baby would be like, I want to play with that. Yeah. What the fuck? How yeah. are we? How did we survive? I mean. All right. So let's talk. Let's start with. I'm going to do it kind of a timeline thing. Because uh, it's like one and a half days of fucking a uh, shit show. Okay. So 1982, September 29th, the first thing to happen is that Mary Kellerman, who is a 12-year-old from Elk Grove Village, Illinois, wakes up feeling sick. Her parents are like, you can stay home from school. They give her some Tylenol to make her feel better. She goes in the bathroom to take it. Moments later, she collapses on the floor. <gasps> She's rushed to the hospital. Mm. I know. Um, at, Sorry, how old was she? She's 12. She's exactly the same age as me. <laughs> Sorry. Because I was just thinking of like, it's 82, I'm 12. Oh, I thought you September. meant right now you were pretending to be 12. <laughs> oh my God, what the Ew. fuck? <laughs> and that's how the old I am right now. Happening. I did get cartered over the weekend, so it's cool. Did you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know you're joking, but fuck you. <laughs> I w- we went to button mash and the guy was carting everybody else and then he looked at me and I just shook my head no and he started laughing and opened the door for me. Vince does that too. Yeah. He, he, he goes, he like gestures a, come on dude. Yeah. It's not, I'm not trying to. How good is their food there by the way, button mash? Oh, we didn't eat. Oh, it's good. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, the place is great. Um, She wakes up feeling sick. Sweet Mary is pronounced dead oh. at, t- at 9.56 a.m. Um, next comes Adam Janice. He's a 27 year old poster worker in Arlington Heights. Takes a sick day, doesn't feel good. He picks up his kids from school, stops on the way home at the Jewel, which I guess is a thing. It's like their CVS. Yeah. And gets some Tylenol. And he says to his wife, I'm going to take some Tylenol and lay down. A couple minutes later, comes staggering into the kitchen and he dies at 3 15 p.m. 
At 3.45 p.m., Mary, quote, Lynn Reiner, who's 27, is at home in Winfield. She had just given birth to her fourth child. Oh, yeah. So she's home recuperating. She's not feeling good. So she takes some Tylenol that she had been given and, and brought home from the hospital after giving birth. Um, it, 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 ugh, there's just weird shit. We'll talk about it later. Um, she, she, yeah, so she takes those. And then moving on to 5 p.m. So this woman named Nurse Helen Jensen, who is the badass motherfucker of the story. She's a public health nurse for Arlington Heights. And um, the the Janice family, I remember earlier, Adam, who was the poster worker, mm-hmm. had come in. The whole, the whole family, the whole Adam family... Oh shit, Elvis is gonna vomit. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's welcome to my life. It's <laughs> gross, right? I mean, I had pots. That's all they do. I know. Okay, so, so the the whole Janice family is there. Adam dies, and so they all go back to his house to like to figure out what they're gonna do and start mourning and planning the funeral. And Adam's younger brother, Stanley, he has chronic back pains. His wife, Teresa, gets him some Tylenol. She comes, she gives him two Tylenols. She comes back and took two Tylenols while she had a headache. They both go down. Oh my God. The brother, they go, what are the chances? They go back to his house where he had fucking fallen. 6.30 p.m. Um, in a store in Lombard, Illinois, Mary McFarlane, a 31-year-old uh, resident of Elmhurst, tells her co-worker she has a headache. She goes in the back room, takes a couple Tylenol, and within minutes, she hits the floor. Oh. 8.15 p.m., uh, Stanley Janice, who's Adam's brother from earlier, is pronounced dead. 3.15 a.m., Mary McFarlane's pronounced dead. 9.30 in the morning, Mary Reiner is pronounced dead. So everyone's fucking taking the shit and dying within hours. At 1.15, Teresa Janice, the wife of Stanley, dead. So at 5 o'clock the next day, police discover the body of Paula Prince in her Old Town apartment. Old Town is the town. The night before she... So she's a flight attendant. The night before she lands, she's a 35-year-old woman... Um, she stops at Walgreens because she has a headache to buy some Tylenol. You, there's a surveillance video of this oh. and some fo- some photographs from it, like that you can see online. She uh, she's not heard from for a couple days, so the cops get sent there. The bottle of Tylenol is sitting open on her vanity, oh. and like she's she steps away and collapsed. Oh. So, Nurse Jensen, who we were talking about, the badass motherfucker, says, I found a bottle of Tylenol and there were six capsules missing and three people were dead. In my mind, it had to be something to do with the Tylenol. And of course, there was no protective sealing on this or any over-the-counter drugs. They just had cotton tucked in there. So, I went back to the hospital and we took the bottle with us. And I said, this is the cause. And of course, nobody would believe me. And I stamped my feet. They said, oh, no, it couldn't be. It couldn't be. Like, they had not pieced these things together yet. But I think once once the brother and, sis- and sister-in-law of one of the deceased died in the same home, they, fi- they realized it was something that was going on. Yeah. Um, so... 
invest the investigator named Pichos sees that the Tylenol bottles all have the same control numbers on them, meaning they're coming from the same plant. He lets the medical examiner know, and the deputy medical examiner named Donahue tells him to smell the bottles. And he, he smells inside of them, and he smells that telltale sign of cyanide that's almond. What were you going to say? Bubble gum. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Because you seemed so out of it, you lifted your finger. No, I knew, but then I, but I wanted to have fun with it. Go ahead. So cyanide has a strong smell of almonds or bubble gum. <laughs> because uh, you know, in um, stone fruit, any kind of pit in anything, right? There is a little bit of cyanide, and if you eat enough, so, yeah. And but the, you couldn't really ever eat enough because yeah. it's so hard to eat, but digest. And but also, if you breaks down, right? Yes, but um. I think it's because I had it, you know how I know this is I had um, one of those crazy blenders. Um, what, what's it called? Vitamix. Where you can stick everything in it. Vitamix. Yeah, a Vitamix. And they're saying like an apple seeds. Yes. Or, you know, like that, there's cyanide in there. Totally. But it's it's a tiny, tiny, tiny trace amount, but there's also tons of vitamins in there. So hmm. that when you can throw everything into a, a blender, you get way more vitamins. You know what else the, uh, vitamin or vitamins are in? Vitamins. Oh, yeah, you can just take some vitamins. Just fucking take some vitamins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not related, kind of related. I once... Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I once ate watermelon rind to make myself throw up so I didn't have to go to Hebrew school. Oh, did it work? <laughs> it did. Oh, good. Yep. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> if only you had studied your Hebrew better. Really? I mean, what would have happened? I don't know. Very nice... Uh, Hebrew? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> I mean, we can go deep into this shit let's if not, we want. Let's not. Let's, let's not. not do it. So he smells almonds, and the medical examiner said that um, how lucky he was because only 50% of the, or half the, half the population can actually smell the almonds and cyanide, mm. which is terrifying and amazing, right? Um, and it turns out that the Tylenol pills were laced with potassium cyanide at a level toxic enough to provide thousands of fatal doses so Ugh. each one had thousands so the reason they fucking hit the ground immediately is there was so much it was like they were overdosed way overdosed jesus so at 315 uh, mary mcfarland dies 9 30 in the morning mary reiner dies did i already say that i might have and so the pills had all come from different plants supposedly and had bought it had been bought at different Chicago stores, so the police thought that a single person had bought all the pills at different places, tampered with them, and then returned them to the different stores. So on Tuesday, October fifth, which is not shortly after, Johnson and Johnson recalls all Tylenol products nationwide. I remember this. Do you remember this? Oh yeah, I was twelve. It was on the news. It was the craziest thing in the world. I we in our house. I think my my parents bought Bayer. Yeah, that but was, they threw that it all away. Our, they were like, it was just a whole. Th I mean, I remember standing in the in the living room and watching it on the news. And these are so everyone should know these are the ca <laughs> the capsules that you get that you can open up and there's powder inside of them. These are that's what these are. So it's not like you know the the like gel caps you get today or anything like. So anyone could open them up whatever they want in them. There's no seal on any of this. So. And there was also a very famous um, commercial at the time and maybe a little bit earlier oh. for contact cold medicine. Yeah. And in the commercial, mm -hmm. two, some fingers pull apart a contact 
pill what? and all the little beads inside the pill fall out and then it talks about all the benefits of this Holy shit. of this medicine. It's like here, look what you can do. I mean, it's it feels to me like that that was it was in the consciousness. Yeah. If not exactly Well, someone who is fucked up and evil see like some one person puts that together. Mm-hmm. You know, like the majority of people who see that don't fucking think how easy it is to fucking poison people. Right. So da, 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 da. so Johnson and Johnson recalls all Tylenol products. Uh, people fucking lose their minds in panic. 31 million bottles valued at more than a hundred million dollars of Tylenol products are removed from shelves. <laughs> nationwide. And it's nationwide. So crazy. And Chicago police go through the streets with loudspeakers oh. warning residents of the dangers of taking Tylenol. Oh my God. And the thing about this is Johnson and Johnson was totally on board with this. They they were the ones who fucking were like Yes, you know, because this was back when people cared about human beings. Right. When yeah. they were like, "How much money is that going to make me lose if I recall this car?" Mm, it's we'll just pay the. It's we'll not just pay worth the it. lawsuit. Yeah, it's not worth well, it. I don't, I don't need another boat. No, and if if the lawsuit happens, our insurance will just pay it. But also, have you ever? I don't know if there's anything else that's ever happened like this, where it's like recalls on cars or one thing where you're like, "Yeah, take your car in" or whatever. Yeah, but like. I don't remember anything like this ever happening. Like a panic of a thing that everyone has in their home. And then no one used again for years and years and years. And they knew that was going to happen. Yeah. So, all right. I wrote such an 80s thing <laughs> that, oh, the, the, the driving through the streets with uh, loudspeakers. That was such an 80s thing. That's like Blues Brothers. Totally. <laughs> Vote for mayor, whatever the fuck. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, Back to the Future. Yes. Goldie. 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 Mayor Goldie. Yep. Uh, I'm going to be mayor. Okay. So, all right. So I, I, I wrote this whole thing about the guy who they suspected was. Who they still there? It's still suspected he's. No one was ever fucking arrested. Okay. No one was ever arrested. A man writes a letter to Tylenol manufacturer in October 1982, so like a month or two later, demanding one million dollars to quote stop the killings. The letters are traced back to a tax consultant named James, whose name I don't want to say because he's. Never, he was never arrested and he was never convicted, and I'm scared of people. Well, and also, if it's such a nightmare, because if just by chance it really wasn't him, but then everybody thinks it was, yeah. and that's horrifying. Totally. And I wrote all these things of like, it was clearly him, but then something happened the moment you got to my apartment and I had a fucking <laughs> study. Um, uh, so he, this guy James had been charged in 1978 in Kansas City of the murder of a murder after police found the remains of one of his former clients in his attic. Oh, attic. Yeah, uh, attic. Attic. Sounds so wrong to me. But the charges were dropped. Well, it's attic. Attic. There's no D. At attic. There you are. Attic. <laughs> Did I say it right? Well, now it, sound, now it makes no sense to me. We've that said it like too many times. Attic. 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 Oh, I mean, attic. You, okay, when you do it, it on the stage. Attic. <laughs> no yeah. one says it like that, though. Attic. Okay. Up in the attic. Okay. Up in the attic. No tea. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Uh, 
Charges are dropped after a judge rules that poli- the police search of his home was illegal. So, like, motherfucker. Wait, so they find a body, but it's still, they vacate the... Yep, they went in without a fucking search warrant. Oh, a shit. A judge is like, sorry. Yeah, you can't do that. Oh. So, when he... So, they, they trace this, uh, this letter saying he wants a million back to this dude, James... And James gives him a detailed account of how the killer might have operated and described how someone could buy medicine, use a special method to add cyanide to the capsules and return them to store shelves. Like he tells them how it could be done. Mm hmm. Um, but he thinks he says he's innocent and what actually he was doing was when he asked for the 1 million, he gave the bank information for a former employer and he wanted to embarrass that man. And send the money to his bank account and like frame him for it. Oh. Yeah. But he is, they don't think it's him, but he's charged with extortion and sentenced to 20 years in prison just for that fucking letter. Released in 95. Oh, God, is this getting boring? Okay. They reopened the investigation in February 2009. They search his fucking house. They don't think it's him. There's not enough evidence to charge him. Okay. But here's where this gets interesting and where I fucking last left off. Two words for you. Ted Kaczynski. One yes. more word. Unabomber. <laughs> So the Unabomber has some weird connections to this. Okay. That I really fucking love. And it's so far-fetched and crazy. But I, I, I love this shit. So I looked at a map of where all the locations were in Chicago. And the map that most made sense led back to where Ted Kaczynski's family is from. Uh, it was within 20 minutes... Uh, of the tampering sites at the epicenter mm. of the of the fucking tampering sites. Is where his family's from. Yeah, all the lines lead back to fucking Whoa. the parents' house. And in the in that year, nineteen eighty two, uh Kaczynski's bombs were calculated to commit mass and indiscriminate murder. Um he had let a bomb off in 1980 on an airline and a 1981 firebomb at the University of Utah and in 1982 a firebomb at the UC Berkeley so he was active as fuck at this time and his family is from 20 minutes of where all of these fucking places at where they were bought yeah um and he had stated his motive was a desire to destroy the public's faith in the technological industrial system. And in his manifesto, he expressed a dislike for the manufacturer of drugs and pills. I, the Unabomber said that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. So we're done here. No, we're not. We know. Okay. Okay. But want to hear something even cooler that I fucking love? <laughs> this is so cool. And I had to, I had to check a lot of fucking, uh, I had a, I had a dig for this information and it didn't, I mean, this was hours of research before I found this information. This is from unazod.com, U-N-A-Z-O-D.com, which specifically highlights the link between the Unabomber and the Zodiac Killer. Oh. I know, which mm-hmm. is like, what? But it's also like, what? So the Unabomber, has an obsession with wood specifically. I know. Um, two of his victims were Percy Wood and Leroy Wood Bearson. And the founders of Johnson and Johnson Company were named Robert Wood Johnson and James Wood Johnson. Mm. I'm sorry. 
that's crazy, right? Yeah. Or am I being okay? All right. So, um, I don't know. I just think he did it. <laughs> Uh, they think he's giving a clue to his location. This is a thing he does is like give weird clues and like how the Zodiac killer does as well. Um, and then did you dot? There was also a, a Tylenol murder in Sheridan, Wyoming. And this was, um, like 15 minutes from Kaczynski's house before all this happened. Uh, da, 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 da. Sorry, hold on one second. Yeah, I don't know. It just fucking it all adds up to this guy to fucking to Ted Kaczynski. To Ted Kaczynski. So wait, the other, but the other guy you believe was just trying to embarrass his boss. He was definitely a was. crook and a con man. And initially, I was like, clearly this is the guy. But when I started reading more into this, it, it doesn't. It, it, it there's no mo of the Tylenol murders that make sense unless they were focusing on one specific victim and trying to hide it by killing a bunch of other people. But that, but, but none of that adds up to the actual people who got killed. There's nobody that they can pinpoint. Whereas Ted Kaczynski, clearly it's like, it's all kind of laid out there. Yeah. The motive is that he wasn't fucking anarchist, insane person who wanted to fuck companies and fuck the government and whoever got in the way and whatever the victims were, were just par for the course. Well, because he was trying to seed like that panic and yeah. that like basically Sabotage. unrest. Yeah, totally. And so uh, there's a lot of weird, uh, like weird similarities. And also, I mean, I know that the fucking Zodiac killer shit sounds weird, but there's a lot of there's a lot of instances of when he was in the, the time and the place and there's evidence of him in these places and times. Ted Kaczynski. Yeah. When Zodiac was active wow i know i sound and that's when georgia went crazy <laughs> i mean you were on the internet for 12 hours and all of a sudden yeah. you're like and the other thing is that ted kaczynski is also a bigfoot <laughs> which is gonna sound weird when Wait i first say it tell me more but there is so there's this photo of the woman who was uh the woman who was a um an airline, a stewardess, there's, she picks up her medic, her Tylenol, she has a headache. There's a man in the aisle on the surveillance camera looking at her directly. No. And he has receding hairline and a beard, which both fucking, both dudes, Ted Kaczynski and this other guy, both had. look like that? They both look like that. It looks more like Ted Kaczynski to me, honestly. Um, but he, he's someone who would claim, uh, responsibility for it so it's kind of weird okay Mm-mm-mm. so in may 83 congress approved <coughs> bless you do you want some tylenol <laughs> are you okay i'm just gonna lay down for a second and <laughs> here x is for eyes <laughs> button nose for eyes <laughs> Uh, okay, Congress enacts the fucking Tylenol bill. Everyone has to fucking. Pull. Was it called the Tylenol bill? Mm-hmm. Oh, in '83, they have to. You have to pull shit off of your fucking pills before you take them. The in '89, the FDA sets national requirements for all over-the-counter products to be tamper-resistant. So that's mm-hmm. the why. That's that's the why. <laughs> um, You've always been looking for that why. Here it is. <laughs> and here it is the why. So, but there's no there, no there's nobody. It's just a bunch of people. Got fucking killed from taking a fucking aspirin. And there's insufficient evidence to charge anyone. And 
no new or promising leads as of 2015. I there's nothing. I looked for everything. There's nothing new since then. You know what's awful about that is the panic. How horrible! Like those cops must have been going crazy, oh. and like those detectives, like it was. They they had to be everywhere at once. It's like it's not one victim in one place. It's like and basically in all these neighborhoods around mm-hmm. metropolitan Chicago, one people are dropping. Sp- so like clearly the the person who did this is in this area, and you can't find them. And what I always think about is how awful it must be for those cops for weeks to go by, and the more they keep taking people off the case and keep doing, and like suddenly there's five people on this case when there used to be a hundred. Yeah, and. Yeah, I mean, that's what are like, they going to do? Yeah, there's nothing they can do. And when your leads dry up, it's just like, oh, and there's no, um, it's not like people were like doing something to a tamper proof package. Yeah. It's like they suddenly realize yeah. anyone could be doing this at any time to any product. It could be any of the family members of the people who died. It could be any of the coworkers of the people whose, whose fucking relatives died. Yeah. It could be some rando. To me, it makes the most sense that it's some fucking anarchist fuck the government. It makes a lot of sense. Dude, who sends who sends in the mail bombs to blow up in people's faces. Yeah. I know this sounds crazy, but the wood, he was obsessed with wood and all things wood. Mm-hmm. And the jo- when I saw the Johnson and Johnson's middle name was Wood... I lost my mind. But when you say, when you were saying all, he was obsessed with all things wood, do you, you said, then you gave the example of the names, but was he also, was it like other things? Like, yeah, there were a lot of weird, weird, like wood types and trees and like oh. really weird. Like he, he was really into like, uh, earth, wind and fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, like in the same way the Zodiac had his, um, what's it called? The letter? The, like the, um, the lettering. Oh, oh, the, the puzzle that he... The puzzles. Yeah. Ted cryptogram Kaczyns- or something? Cryptogram. Ted Kaczynski left a lot of clues in the things he did on purpose. Oh, okay. To kind of fuck with people. And, and they were liked to see based. it. And wood was one of his things. Oh, my God. And the, the, so they were this in this... Um, and he lived out in, the, in that weird cabin. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And which is by 15 minutes... From where the fucking first guy who died of a cyanide fucking poisoning from Thail- from Tylenol died. You know what? Case closed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I, I just want to go ahead and again give fucking shout outs to Unizod. Because. Oh, yeah. These dudes. I mean, I would. I would. There's nothing in any of the news reports that connect these things. There's there's also two cops who got poisoned the night before any of this started because they found boxes of of Tylenol uh, from a manufacturer with powder in the middle. They rubbed the powder on their fingers and they got sick, <gasps> which makes it seem like it didn't actually, the guy didn't just go into fucking drugstores and pull this. Like he actually had a connection to the manufacturer. Right. Which of course, Johnson and Johnson wouldn't want to admit. I mean, and also what if you were the PR person for Johnson and Johnson or yeah. for like that product specifically, you're, Life is like now just constant living. That is a, I mean, obviously an incredible tragedy and just like a random, awful people dropping dead is just the worst, obviously. Totally. But then on top of that, you have to get out in front of like the worst PR nightmare kind of next to like the Exxon Valdez or something where it's just like, oh, this is just massive 
tragedy. I just keep thinking about how many, you know, how many people who are 30 and under who listen to this who don't know any of these fucking references we're making. It's and crazy. so when I wanted to do Harvey Milk, it's like, this shit's important. Fucking Exxon Valdez, that's fucking important. I mean, well, they can look it up. <laughs> I mean, what? We can't fucking carry the world on our goddamn backs. We can't Goodbye. be everything for any millennial, every millennial. <laughs> they, if they want to, they'll find out about it. Okay. It's pretty fucking cool, right? It's great. I, you know, what's super weird. I thought the, I thought the Tylenol poisonings, I remember reading something somewhere where it was a husband and wife. There was a woman who ended up shooting two people who they suspected could be... She was in that area at the time. She was very mentally ill. Oh, okay. And they looked into her and her husband. But the guy, the other guy I mentioned, his wife also might have been... They suspected was complicit in it. But I, it, there was no... There was never anything tying them back. And don't you wonder about, like, when they pulled those Tylenol bottles from those fucking houses, like the fucking fingerprints that could have been on them that then were ruined oh, because yeah. everyone touched them. That's right. This and nurse, they, they this nurse though, man. They didn't know. She knew. Fucking high fives to her. High fives to nurses who are the ones that, you know, they're the, they're, they're the brains behind it all. They're the badass motherfuckers of the <laughs> medical fucking world. <laughs> Bamf. I want you to get that put on the back of a leather vest. <laughs> And then just ride your motorcycle all around town. Doing it. It's a moped. Is that okay? <laughs> okay. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's fake no, leather. It's cool. Is that all right? Yeah. As long as you gun the engine and stuff. This has been a wonderful episode. Yeah. I mean, in terms of tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, sweating. Uh, Karen, what's one good thing that happened to you this oh, week? Fuck. I, I know. Forget about this I know. This is, I like that we don't think about this because it has to be something. Boom, boom, boom. Think about it. What is it? Um, no, don't. What's one good thing that's happened this week? I mean, it's been a tough one. <laughs> um, and it will continue to be. Uh, I guess um, it has to be different than my than anything I've said already. One good thing. Why don't you go first? <laughs> uh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. Okay. Ow. Um, I guess... Jesus Christ. Yeah, right? It's All hard. I can think about is food. Oh. Well, that's good. That's valid. Oh. Oh. Westworld. Uh-huh. That's a good show. That's helped me. <laughs> <laughs> yep, okay. I see. Nothing. No, There's no. nothing. Oh. Westworld counts. Okay. What, did you think of another one? No. I mean, uh, tattoos that people are getting of... My favorite murder shit. Oh, that's fun. Uh, mine would be the show that I did last night at Largo. Ugh. That was really awesome. And it was me, Blank Patch. Uh, Pat, it was Pat Oswald's night. So it was Pat Oswald and friends. Bobcat Goldthwait. And then Fred Armisen was just hanging out because he was in town. So I had him come on stage. Uh, oh, first of all, I should say this. My set started. They introduced me. This one woman started screaming. No. And then as the applause died down, she screamed no. murderino so loudly. No. Like so loudly. And I was like, you've had seven beers. Like it was one of those kind of things where it was like, she didn't know I was on the show because they don't ever um, advertise who's doing it. Oh, that's cool. So I think she was 
was just like so delighted. I don't mean to accuse her of being drunk, but it seems like she was. Um, it was me, Karen. Oh, was it? Oh my God. <laughs> that was so supportive. I remember right now. It was really funny though. She was really excited. Uh, but then I, as I told you, at the end of my set, I had Fred come out and pretend he was my comedy coach. That's and we just did a bit that we didn't even, it wasn't even like we made, we just said that's what we we're going to do. And then we just kind of improv it. And it was really funny. That's amazing. It I made me I, feel much better. I wish I had been there. Next time. Next time you'll tell, I wish I knew about. Well, you can't ever get into Largo shows. Like it, uh, I can't ever. Or oh. Other people can't ever. Oh, well, yeah. I just never think of inviting people because it's, they're always so no, I'm packed. Kidding. I can't get in. <laughs> to anything Well what I realize now is I can get you in <laughs> Oh my Murderino <laughs> That's why I don't Ask you to come anywhere um, If you guys would go To iTunes in, in your sadness And grief And just fucking Leave us a review Right That might help It might make you feel better Maybe it'll make you feel better And if it doesn't Please go read The milk reviews On Amazon <laughs> Because it's totally worth it. Not the Harvey Milk reviews. <laughs> Just the milk reviews. Plain old vitamin D. It's like Tuscan Farms, I think, is yeah, the, name of the milk. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening and being fucking cool people. And you know what? Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Bye. Bye. Elvis, want a cookie? <laughs> you want a cookie? Cookie? He said yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.